fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Music Show. My name is Scott Switzer. This guy needs no introduction. His name is Justin Kotler, though. And we are going to count down the top five Stevie Wonder songs of all time. My man, Kenneth, is asking if I'm doing my hair again. Total transparency, Kenneth. I were late because I forgot to send the link to Justin. And I have way too many shows a week. And I... (laughs) Just hope to God I don't burn out before the CrossFit Games. I feel you, buddy. Man. Been a busy day already. <laughs> well, this is my third recording, second live, and I got one more to do tonight. Good for you. This is my second podcast of the day and my, I don't know, fifth. I've been on call, Zoom calls all over. It's been it's been one of those days. It's what happens on a on a rest day from from uh, well, from training is is then I you know, I get to do this stuff, but this is fun. I'm stoked for this. Cause it's not, it's not CrossFit. <laughs> right. This is no what CrossFit. it is. No CrossFit. So excited. And, we, and guess what? We, we don't keep score. No, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like another I'm, you show know, you've been on my favorite, my favorite artist of all time. So yeah, this is, this one's, this one's yeah. near and dear. So we did, we did Prince. Mm-hmm. Ah, gosh, what back in January, I think oh, it was a while. Yep. And, and you actually begged me to do Stevie. I know, but I, I pulled the host card and said, no, we're doing Prince first. Yeah. And then we'll hold off on Stevie. And what better time than right before the games to get our minds off of all that. Yeah. And celebrate one of the greatest artists in American history. Yeah, absolutely. I think the greatest, but you know, I'm biased. So, yeah. So, uh, Justin, I've chatted about this. This was not, not an easy list to do. Um, the man has a, a 60 year career. It's crazy. Um, I mean, uh, when you go back and look at it, it, it's, it's absolutely astonishing. And I mean, just, the and not, not just the, the, the sheer volume of his catalog, you know, but the, the, the number of in like unbelievably influential, not just commercially influential, but you know, whether it's societal, you know, the movements that were going on in the world, just different things. I mean, he's, he is as influential as any artist that has ever lived. And I think if you spoke to, um, especially in the R and B world, if you spoke to the majority of, of popular R and B artists, they would probably have him number one on their list or at least top three. Um, and I, you know, I, I know it was for me, you know, um, when I was coming up and, and, uh, you know, and I, I mean, the, 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 essentially like the big three for me were, were Stevie, Donnie Hathaway and Marvin Gaye as, as far as influences were concerned, but Stevie was, was by far, you know, and I mean, but I look back and I mean, he's got 25 Grammys, the most ever in the history of music for a solo artist. He was nominated for 70 Grammys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and he's the only and, artist in history to have three successive albums that won album of the year during his, you know, during his like what they call the golden phase, essentially, of Stevie. Um, and it's just you go back and you look at it and it's just wild, you know. I mean, he's one of a kind. <clears throat> one for me is probably the most sampled artist of our generation, right? Like his music shows up in so many R&B songs today, so many hip hop songs, like so such sample and so many covers. Oh my gosh. So many covers. So many covers. The other thing that blew me away that I learned in researching this was it really at the beginning of his career, he was a Motown artist. Mm -hmm. Other people wrote his music. He performed it. He got, he had some number ones. And then there was a, a switch that flipped where he started writing his own music. And that's what I would call the golden era. And that's where he, 
got the three consecutive album of the years when he was writing his own stuff. Yes. And he said so much in that, in that phase. So yes. much. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy to look back at. And, and when you, you know, he also kind of changed the whole music industry with the, with the record deal that, that he, you know, had where they, they gave him, you know, more points than, than anyone else, you know, as far as royalties are concerned for, for, um, you know, his, his songwriting, et cetera, and, and really kind of set the groundwork for a lot of great artists to come. And, um, yeah. And I've been lucky enough to see him live in my life. Uh, I saw wow. it, I think it was about 2000, maybe 2006, 2007, um, in, uh, in, in New York, um, Jones beach. And it was just unbelievable. I mean, he was, you know, he was as, as good as he's ever been vocally. I mean, he was doing things that I was just laughing at, you know, and at the time he's 73 now. So at the time he was, you know, in his, in his fifties, um, and he was, he was just still killing it. So yeah, I'm excited. This is a good one. All right. Well, we will kick it off with number five and you are my guest. So I will allow you the honor of going first. All right. I'm going to break the rules real quick because I'm, I'm going to just rattle off this list of songs that are not in my top five. So, well, hold on. We do that at the end. Oh, we're going to do that at the end. Yeah. Because if, if I mention one of your songs that didn't make the list, all right, we'll talk about it a little more in depth. Okay. And then we like, cause I have an honorable mention list too. My guess is what you told me before we went on the air. You have covered my honorable mention list as well. Uh, is this, yeah, I have 25 songs on my <laughs> honorable mention list. And, and um, I, and I said that you were, that you are influenced by your wife because when I had her on, I know, she had like 30 tunes. honorable mentions on hers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So I will start with number five. It is the opening song, the opening track off of talking book uh and it is it's crazy to think of but if in the original recording um the stevie doesn't even sing the first two lines they're sung by by guest artists um which is interesting for uh, for a uh opening song off of an album but it is you are the sunshine of my life that is my number five all right we will we're pulling that up now. What's also up. cool is I've had is in my singing career, I've had the opportunity of performing many of these songs. So it is very nostalgic to. Uh, Here we go. Not Stevie. That's why I'll always be around. You are the apple of my eye. Also not Stevie. Though I've loved you for a million years And if I thought our love was All right, that's a good clip there. Um, Yeah, so that that did not make my top five and my wife yelled at me for that. (laughs) Uh, Just so you know. Um, She was very upset uh, that I didn't have that in my top five. But an amazing song. Used in commercials. Uh, it was a Minute Maid commercial for a long time. Um, uh, that Minute Maid brings the sunshine to your life. There so, you go. Yeah. It was also um, a number one hit, and it won a Grammy for uh, Best R&B Song of the Year back in 72. 72. Yep. Before my time. So I don't know if I said this on the air yet. I said it to you. What I did for my top five is – 
I picked a song that represented a different aspect of Stevie to me um, because trying to get a top five list was too hard for me. Yeah. So I split it and, uh, um, and we have some loyal listeners that at the zoo with kids wanted to jump on and say, Hey, I'll listen on my drive home. Love it. Um, so anyway, my number one, my number five is it's a representative of eighties Stevie. Okay. I think 80 Stevie is a little bit underrated because his seventies were so, yeah. so stratospherically awesome Yes, that the eighties kind of gets disca- discounted. And so my number five also has an all-star cast that sings in addition to, to Stevie. And it is the song part-time lover. Ah, okay. And that song actually guest stars. Uh, one Mr. Luther Vandross. Mm. And I'm pulling that up now. And he does the do do do's okay. at the opening of the song. So here we go. And that is Part-Time Lover by Stevie Wonder, 1985. I was actually in high school when this song came out. Um, and another reason why it made my list, because uh, it was huge. Went to number one as well. Yeah. Um, and um, was huge in the 80s. Uh, it was, uh, it, it actually broke a record as the first ever single to hit number one on four, count them four billboard, billboard charts, pop, black dance and adult contemporary all at the same time. Yeah. It was a, it was a monster song. I, re- I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So that is my number five representative eighties, Stevie wonder. There we go. Love it. He also had like an all-star band on that album as well. Um, they go on to list who it all it is. Um, and Philip Bailey from Earth, Wind, and Fire oh, okay. sings yeah. on that song as well. Yeah. Um, and, and what I think is so cool that. about Stevie, and it was similar to what we talked about with Prince, is that Stevie was capable of playing anything. So he could play any instrument. But what was cool is that, you know, he he hired some of the best bands and some of the best musicians to play on his stuff, which, which I always think is, is super cool. So Kenneth says still not born yet for me, but you will recognize some of these other songs, at least that I have on my top five, because they've either been covered or sampled or whatever. So um, just sit tight. You'll, you'll get it. And it's a good history lesson. Everybody should know Stevie wonder. Everyone. Absolutely. So we'll go with number four for Mr. Collar. Number four. My number four might be a little bit of a surprise. Um, happens to be one of my favorite Stevie tunes. Not my favorite, but definitely top five. Um, it did win a Grammy as well. And it is also from uh, the, the, the golden phase of, of Stevie off of uh, Fulfilling This First Finale. Uh, the record fulfilling this first finale. It is the song Boogie On Reggae Woman. All right. Uh, We got that ready to go now, I think. Going old school, so uh, they don't have videos back then. No. So good. I like to see you, but right across. 
What Boogie a t- what on a reggae woman. Oh, what a tune. Yeah, I um you know what's funny is when you hear like funk, mm. I don't think Stevie Wonder for some reason, yet he probably was the first. Like oh. you hear you think you think Sly and the Family Stone, you think George Clinton and the P Funk and Parliament and all of that stuff. But man, Stevie was about so as funky, funky. as oh, it yeah. gets. You can't, if you can't move to that, then you can't move. You know what I mean? Like when that comes on, if you can't move, then you, you know, you just, you got, you have problems. So yeah, yeah, that one is, that one is, that's one of those that when you, when you turn that one on, man, it just makes you feel good. Yeah. So my number four is what I'm calling big horn Stevie wonder. Mm. Right. So. I really, I really debated and I actually relented to my wife because I was going to go with another song here and she convinced me to go with this one. So this one is, uh, living for the city. Mm. Great song. In her visions. In hot that Mississippi, surrounded by four walls that ain't so pretty. His parents give him love and affection to keep him strong, moving in the right direction, living just enough, just enough for the city. Man, I could listen to that all day. Oh, man. And there's that part at the end when he goes into his growl voice. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, Kenneth now says uh, that beat slaps as the kids would say. <laughs> yes, it does. And that was Stevie playing drums, too, by the way, on that. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, yeah. it's so funny because we, we did Prince and Stevie, and they're so similar yeah. in the talent. Um, they both could play all the instruments. All the instruments. All the instruments. And sing anything. Yeah. Yeah. So that is my number four, uh, Living for the City. It's a great song. And um, it reached number eight on the Billboard Hot 100 chart and number one on the R&B chart. Yeah. And was ranked 104th on Rolling Stone's Greatest Songs of All Time. Mm. That's a great song. See, last time you were on, you brought all the fun facts. I know. I, I had to... I had to come prepared. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. This is great. All right. So now we're down to number three. Yeah. For Mr. Kotler. This was really, this, this was tough once we got to the top three. Um, and I felt like, I felt like this song was very representative of Stevie's, uh, composition ability because um, I feel like this is one of the greatest horn arrangements that have that have ever been written of any song in the history of of mankind um, it was also an, an extremely an extremely popular song that went to number one and it's one of his iconic songs uh, it's a tribute song to Duke Ellington uh, and the song is off of Songs in the Key of Life, and the name of the song is Sir Duke. So that is the song I had that my wife made me remove for Living in the City. <laughs> oh, wow. So I'm glad, I'm glad that you had it on there. Yes. Because now we get to listen to that opening horn, which is awesome. Yes. Music is a world within it. 
on that song is as good as it gets man so yeah good. yeah i mean that's obviously a very iconic stevie song and, and a song that um you know songs in the key of life have so many iconic songs but that that one to me um you know that that period in the 70s where you had all these incredible bands with with horns i mean there's there's very few songs that have that type of iconic horn line that everybody knows the minute they hear it. And that song is certainly one of them. So uh, yeah, my number three, Sir Duke. So uh, shout out to Jonathan Ortega, who says, hi, Jonathan, or hi, Justin and Scott. Um, we got Wad Zombie in the chat too, uh, who agreed that Sir Duke is a great song. Great song. Um, I'm going to take this moment, you know, I demonetize these now so we can play the clips. But if you want to support the channel, uh, hit that join button, become a member of the channel for a small $2.99 a month fee, um, $2.99 that is. Uh, and it really helps us be able to keep these shows going um, so I can play the clips um, as we do it. With that, I'm going to go to my number three. And again, this is another era of Stevie that I wanted to represent, and it is the Motown era. So pre-70s. Um, and that is a song that really, I used to be a wedding DJ. I don't know if you knew that, Justin. Huh. Um, I used to be a wedding and, singer. <laughs> and it was, uh, I always played the oldies, right? You had to play the oldies at weddings. And, and I became a big fan of it all. Yeah. And this was a song that I just loved from my wedding days. And so it is uptight. Everything is all right. Um, and we'll go ahead and play that now. Maybe. There we go. Man, gosh, I love that. Like every one of these songs I just love and I want to keep playing. Um, but that's uptight. Everything's all right. From the 60s Motown era, Stevie Wonder. Um, and a huge shout out to Wad Zombie for the $4.99 donation. You're the best. Yeah, You've always cool. been a great supporter of this channel. And uh, we love you, Wad Zombie. We do. We do love Wad Zombie. And we do love that song. I will say that that song probably didn't make my list because i had to sing it so many times <laughs> at weddings um so that's one of the yeah i mean that that that's one of the tunes that that i i sang a lot over the years for event bands um but what i mean just you know obviously iconic great great song well one of the reason i picked that one is i mentioned earlier that the motown era stevie didn't write his own music that song was the first song stevie co-wrote on mm -hmm in yep. his career. So that was kind of the start of it all. And you can, you can hear it. You can hear that he had an influence on that song as opposed to some of the other Motown stuff. Yeah. Um, sure. So that's why I wanted to highlight that one. And I think you see the maturation process for him going from little Stevie wonder to Stevie wonder and becoming, you know, who we all know and, and, and love. Yeah. Like lyrically, the music just changed when he wrote it. Yeah, for sure. Like, much more complex, much yeah. more personal. Um, yeah. Love well, this is fun. All right. Let's go with number two. Uh, the, I mean, so we I was talking about like songs that I've had to sing, um, you know, for event bands, etc. This is a song actually that I sang a long, long time ago um, uh, at Showtime at the Apollo. Um, and it was a song that, uh, was a very popular humble brag. 
Yeah. Uh, I think it's probably Stevie's mo most iconic song. It's not my favorite Stevie song. It's one of, it's one of the most iconic songs though, I'd say in the history of popular music. Um, it's one of those that, that when all you have to do is literally hear the, the opening measure and you know what the song is. And there are, you know, there are those songs that you hear, you're just like, okay, yeah, you know what it is. Um, it's, I think it Rolling Stone has it ranked as the 12th ranked song of all time. It was a Grammy winning number one hit. Uh, again, off of Talking Book, uh, it is Superstition, number two. You know what's amazing is we have not, we have not um, matched yet. Yeah. Unless you have modified as we went. No. Um, so here we go. Superstition by Stevie Wonder. The bridge on this song and i wanted to let it go because the bridge i think is the best oh, part of the whole song so good <laughs> it's just so good yeah well, but there we are superstition um gosh so good so i have goosebumps good. right now yeah so good um so my number two is kind of in that same vein i think i was really tossing up between superstition and and this song um, this song appeared on uh, Intervisions as well. Uh, it reached number four on the Billboard Hot 100 and number one on the US R&B uh, singles charts. Uh, he wrote this next song in a three and recorded, wrote and recorded this song in a three hour burst of energy. <laughs> All as I'm, as I'm going through this research, I'm thinking in 1973, when this song came on the radio, people had to be going what the hell is that yeah I'm because sure. it was so different than everything else leading up to that point and so my number two song is higher ground mm. and here we go higher ground by stevie wonder later remade by the Red Hot Chili Red Hot Peppers. Peppers. Yeah. But I would say the Stevie version is oh, much, much better. Absolutely. One thing I got to give the Chili Peppers is they were true to the original. Yeah, they were. Yeah. They didn't. They didn't try to like Chili Pepper it up. They nope. just did it harder. Yeah. Um, same note, same everything. So funky. And, uh, oh my gosh. So look, good. Kids, in 1973, you turn on your radio and you hear that bass riff coming on. Yeah. So good. You had to be like, what? 
what the hell is going on? Yeah. Who has taken over the radio station? It's wild. So good that that was popular music. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. So that is my number two. And now we're to the climactic number one. And we have yet to match yeah. our songs. Uh, maybe we'll match on this one. I don't know. I, You know, I, I couldn't pick any other song because I think it is the... I think it is the greatest song that's ever been written. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to put it any any way else. It's it's not my favorite Stevie tune. It's one of my favorites, but it is the song that when I listen to it, I'm not sure that there's ever been genius like this in a in a popular music composition. Uh, it's it's iconic. Um, and it's one of those songs there's, it's one of those songs. I think a lot, you know, there's, unless you're a diehard Stevie fan, um, or unless you were alive in that time, it's not one of, I would say one of his most popular songs on the radio. Um, but in my opinion, it's, it's probably the best song of all time, which is a ridiculous statement, but, but I truly believe that. And that is the song as, on uh songs in the key of life oh my gosh i almost i actually had that in my top five and thought that i was just it was recency bias because that's the album i listen to all the time and i removed it mm. i removed it and but it, it, it was up there i i just i when you listen to that song you know the 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 chord progression, uh, the vocals, the background vocals, um, the bridge, like everything about it is perfection. There's there's just nothing about that song, and uh, yeah. Anyway, um, it's an it's an anthem, you know, especially because it's seven plus minutes long. But yeah, I, I to me that's uh, the the epitome. If I was gonna listen to one Stevie song. Um, or, or say like, you know, how good is Stevie wonder? Well, just listen to ass. <laughs> That's all you got to do. Yeah. So for this one, I'll probably skip the first part of the song because our younger listeners will not know it from the intro. Um, yeah. I'll try to get into some verse and chorus. So they do. Uh, cause that was one of my dilemmas when I was looking at this song to be in my top five, it has a very long intro. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a long song, but so good. So I'm gonna Did you know you love somebody? The choir. Yeah. Just like a, every element of this song, you're right, is perfection. Yeah, it's, it's as good as it gets. And then and then at the end, he goes into, the, again, you know, he goes into that growl voice that only he can do. And yeah, I mean, the musicality, you know, his, his, uh, his piano chops, like his music, you know, his vocal chops, things like that. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a, it's an absolutely iconic song. Well, speaking of iconic songs, uh, my number one uh, is also off the Songs in the Key of Life. Um, it focused on Stevie's childhood and him wanting to go back and relive those days. And <clears throat> when you say iconic, when I think Stevie Wonder, this is the song that always pops into my head. And... It is every time I, if I hear it as a karaoke song, if I hear it as a, like, like it's, it is just Stevie. Like that is Stevie's song. It is who he is. It represents how he grew up and it is the song I wish. Mm -hmm. And with that, here we go. Thank you. 
Yep. That's yeah, Stevie. That's Stevie. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, there's so just that, so many. But. That is our top five. I want Justin to read down his top five one more time. Number five, You Are the Sunshine of My Life. Number four, Boogie on Reggae Woman. Number three, Sir Duke. Number two, Superstition. And number one, As. Uh, mine were Part-Time Lover. Number five. Number four, living for the city. Number and number three, uptight. Everything's all right. Number two, higher ground. Number one, I wish. Before we get to the honorable mentions, uh, you people in the chat, you people in the audience, if we miss something, shoot it in the chat. Or if you're listening to this on playback, throw it in the comments so we can kind of see what we you think we missed. My guess is Justin will pick that up in one of his 72 honorable mentions yep. uh, for this. <laughs> um, I, I do want to make one more comment before you hit your honorable mentions. My wife was so livid, so livid that I did not have, isn't she lovely on this list? Yeah. Like that was what she was mentions. most pissed about. <laughs> I, I get it. I understand that. I mean, it's a great song, obviously. And it's probably a female perspective. And I don't mean that in a, you know, it's it's a ballad and it's more mushy, right? Yeah. Um like I mean, I it's, like the funk. It's an incredible and, song and, and and vocally it's just wild. I mean, he sings from high to higher in that song. It's I mean, I've had to cover that tune and it's not fun to sing uh, you know, when you're when you're uh when your voice is tired. But yeah, um, no, it's a great song. I mean, they're all they're all great songs. I don't I don't really feel like you could go wrong, you know. Um personally um but yeah i i can uh I, i'm gonna rattle off uh several names here and you can uh chime in on on the ones but these are all like honorable mention songs and i'm gonna go from like you know just kind of randomly and then as i get to my towards the end i'm gonna hone in on a couple that are are were very close to my top five like these other ones are obviously incredible songs, but I had higher ground, my Sharia Moore. I was made to love her for once in my life. Uh, his cover of the Beatles, we can work it out, which is one of the sickest covers you'll ever hear in your life. Uh, there's a song called big brother off of a talking book, which is one of my favorites. I had uptight loves in need of love today too high. That girl pastime paradise Master Blaster, knocks me off my feet. Signed, sealed, delivered. I mean, we didn't even have signed, sealed, delivered on this on this uh, list lately. If you really love me, don't you worry about a thing. Could have been on the top five easily. Um, do I do? Could have been in the top five easily. Isn't she lovely? I wish. Superwoman is one of my favorite songs of all time. I that absolutely one of my favorite songs. Um, Jesus, children. Living for the city. And then I come to my one, two, three, four songs that were essentially like extensions of my top five. Could have been in my top five. And at periods in my life, these were my my favorite Stevie songs, including my favorite Stevie song of all time. So uh, Overjoyed, which is one of my favorite songs of all time and one of the songs that I loved singing as a kid. Um Ribbon in the Sky, which is one of the most beautiful ballads in the, in the history of music. Um, I Believe When I Fall in Love with You, It Will Be Forever, which is the final track on Talking Book, uh, which is one of my favorite songs of all time. And then my favorite Stevie song ever written and one that I used to love to perform uh, it was one of the songs that I covered when I was an original artist and a song that I did at a ton of my own gigs. Uh, it's off of Inner Visions, uh, and it, it is called Golden Lady. And that is that is my favorite Stevie song of all time. I, I just think it's uh, it's one of the most beautifully written songs, and and um, you know, lyrically and musically, it's it's just as good as it gets. So those were those were all of my honorable mentions, but you know. Yeah, Golden Lady is just so good. Just doesn't get better than this.
losing the audio. Oh, there we go. And then, is so beautiful. And then at the end, when he just keeps going up, he just keeps going up, up a step, up a step, up a step. It's just, it's just, it's wild. Oh, pastime oh. paradise too, huh? Well, I, I had to, this was, I was pissed I didn't get this in, into my top five. Yeah, because a lot of people don't know that Stevie is the one who wrote this. Song. <laughs> just no coolie, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I know. And so this was done in 1976. Mm-hmm. 20 years before Coolio ever hit the airwaves. Yep. And I just want to play a little bit of it because I want him to get his due. Yeah. What a song. Been spending most of their lives living in a pastime paradise. Been spending most of their lives living in a pastime paradise. Been wasting most of their time glorifying days long gone behind. Been wasting most of their days in remembrance of ignorance, so dispraise. Tell me who of them will come to me. How many of them are you and me? This so good. <laughs> so, song is so, so good. good. Like, uh, um, like 20 years ahead of his time. Oh. 20 years ahead of his time on that one. Oh. I do want to um, share what Wad Zombie said. He uh, said, and this is back to Isn't She Lovely? And that is, I was going to say you guys having daughters, it should be in there. But top five, it's tough to put in there yeah you know what i have to be honest like there were some songs that i didn't put in my top five because i had to sing them so many times um for for events when i was when i was you know playing with an event band and isn't she lovely was one of those tunes i wish was one of those tunes and that and that just is personal because like i heard it so many times and i had to sing it so many times that like oh my god i just you know like after a while it 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 drove me a little bit crazy like sign sealed and delivered is one of those tunes you know um, I wish was one of those tunes. Isn't she lovely? Was those were the songs that we always had to sing as Stevie songs, and they're such incredible songs. But like anything, like after a while, when you sing it hundreds of times, it's it's you know it's just one of those things that you're like, okay, I'm kind of over that one now. Um, so, but but I, yeah, I mean, isn't she I lovely? Totally get that. It's a great tune. It's a great tune. Don't get me wrong. I I totally get that. My band never played Stevie Wonder, so. Um, I didn't have to worry about that. The other piece I'm going to say is I'm really mad at myself because I completely forgot about my Sharia more. Oh, like when you're, <laughs> when you're diving in this catalog, it is so immense. Yeah. That I totally overlooked my Sharia more. And I love, love, love that song. Oh my gosh. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, I, it's very easy to 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 you know to overlook. I mean, there's so many other tunes I could have put on this list, but yeah, I mean, 
like I said, I mean, I had a, I have a 25 song honorable mention list. There's going to be very few artists or bands in the history of music that you can, that you can say that about, you know, um, probably, probably can have it on one hand. Um, so yeah, this was, this was fun, man. I, I enjoyed it. Enjoyed going back and, and, and listening and, and obviously like, uh, just thinking about a lot of these songs because they did really shape a lot of, of who I was as, as an artist and a singer. And I remember, I mean, I know all these songs by heart, you know, and I remember singing them for hours and hours and hours in my room as a kid, a lot of these and, you know, practicing different riffs and runs and, and things like that. Um, you know, as I got older um, and, and, you know, being able to sing a lot of these tunes, it was an honor to sing a lot of these tunes when I was a professional singer. Um, so it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So much fun. Um, I love doing this and really like my two loves are sports and music. Yeah, me like, too. Those are the two loves of my life. And I'm so glad I get to do this. I'm, I'm do this show for me. It's like a good mental palate cleanse yeah. of all the CrossFit stuff <laughs> and allows me to have fun with friends and kind of just do something fun. Um, what I'll say is one last thing is I started collecting vinyl again, which my wife thinks, why are you doing that? And it, because with Spotify and that you, you fast forward, you skip over songs, man. Like one of the first albums I bought was songs in the key of life. Mm. And it is a four vinyl set right now. Right. And it is like, you listen cover to cover and there is not a bad song no. on the album but we don't go back and listen to some of those songs right? because we just hit the ones we know on Spotify. And so collecting albums has reinvigorated my love for music. Yeah. If that makes sense, because I'm with you. I hate hearing the same song, like the radio plays the same Stevie wonder song over and over again. And he has 5 billion songs. Right, exactly. And you pick these two. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. Elton John or, yeah. you know, any of those artists, you hear the same stinking mm -hmm. song every time on the radio. So now that I work from home, I have a record player right beside my work computer. Super cool. And I plop a record on there and I just, that's what I do during the day as I'm Love researching it. podcasts and doing my job. There you go. Love it. Yeah. Well, this was a blast, Justin. Uh, I get to see you in two weeks, two and a half weeks. Yeah. A couple weeks. I'll, I'll get there. Uh, we leave here to go to go to um, Casco, Wisconsin, to visit Ashley's family, uh, just outside of Green Bay, and that'll be the twenty fourth. And then I drive to Madison on the 29th. so I'll be there on Saturday, the 29th, before the games. Yeah, I think, I think at this point, Amy and I are driving in the thirty first, uh, which is Monday. Yep, Monday, and then. Um, I've been following a master's athlete since the beginning of the open. Okay. So uh, defending champion. And he is defending his title in the 40 to 44 year old division. Oh, cool. So getting there to cover that for our documentary to finish up the season. And then we'll get into the elite athletes. And there's two athletes that we've been following since the open who have made it all the way to the games. We started with 10. We're down to three. <laughs> who is it? Uh, uh, Emily Rolf and Kelly Baker. Oh, cool. There you go. So we took a couple flyers. Um, Emily was the medical story from last year. Mm -hmm. Could she make it back? And Kelly never making it as an individual athlete. That's cool. Yeah. And so. uh, making it now. So yeah, we got and lucky. She gave you some two. drama too, boy. She, she, that last event at West Coast, she, she made it interesting, but yeah, no. Yeah. I'm working on that doc right now. And um, and that part where she dropped the bag. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That was some, there were some, that was one of those yeah. moments, but yeah, no, she got through. There were amazing. moments that weekend. I thought we would have no elite athletes make the games. There was, there was a lot of, there was a lot of fluctuation there. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That event six was a game changer for everyone. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's funny. I have a, I have a researcher now that does like graphics and stuff for us. Mm -hmm. And so like, she has a graphic representation of like how much it flipped. Um, Massively. And it's, it's really cool um, to yeah. kind of see like that one event played such a role in the entire weekend.
Yeah. Now that's cool. Well, we're almost there, man. I'm looking forward to it. So, and you got, you got four athletes. You got to, we got four athletes, two teams. Well, four, four indie elites, uh, two teams, uh, two masters and adaptive. So we're, we're well represented in, in a lot of the different, um, categories and divisions. And yeah, it's going to be a busy week, (laughs) busy week. I'm excited. It should be a lot of fun. Yeah. I know your nutrition and, uh, fitness will be on par the whole weekend. Jeez. Yeah. My caffeine intake more like (laughs) that's the, (laughs) yeah, you'll, I'm sure you'll see me. And when you do it, probably the coffee in hand. So, yeah, I'm sure. Well, can't wait to see you and everybody in the chat. Thank you so much for, for jumping on with us Uh, again. If you want to support the channel, join, uh, that would be awesome. It's just a simple $2.99 a month. It helps us pay for this. And with that, we will see everybody next time on the Clydesdale Media Music Show. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number 4 energy.com. That's C4energy.com. And now back to the interview.